Morning, everyone. <laughs> Morning. How are you? And uh, very welcome to our uh, Children and Young People's Day. And uh, for those that are watching online as well, you're very welcome to join our service this morning. Um, I just have really one announcement, just a wee reminder of the Memory Lane Church is on the first Sunday in every month. Uh, so that is this Sunday, today, at Hamilton Road Baptist Church, uh, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. It's Memory Lane Church and special wee service, a wee bit different uh, for those who have dementia or suffering from dementia. So if you know someone, uh, as long as somebody brings them down and brings them home, uh, you're very welcome to attend that service. I just want to open with, uh, with it being a young people's day, just a reminder from Paul to Timothy who, as far as Paul was concerned, Timothy was like his adopted son. And it was 1 Timothy 4, verses, verse 12. He says to Timothy, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Isn't that lovely? Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Let's hand this service over to God. Father, we thank you for our young people. Lord, they're part of the treasure in this church. And Father, we, we thank you for them. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with them as they take part in the service this morning. Lord, that they might be able to bless us but also, Lord, bless you by what they do and in what they say. And so we pray, God, that you would bring us into your presence, that you would come very close to us. And Lord, may we have something, Lord, at the end of the service to take home, Lord, to put on our hearts and to think about and meditate upon this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to stand, we're going to sing at My Jesus, My Saviour.
now we're going to have a look at a Sunday Club praise video that uh, the Sunday Club have put together. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, um, I'm going to ask uh, Olivia Harbinson from the Bible class who's going to pray f- for us uh, at the moment. Olivia. Oh, it's on the screen. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> and we pray that you would help us to treat them properly. We know that our world can be damaged by people and help us to look after it for future generations. We acknowledge that all people are made in your image and that everything you create is good. Help us to rest on the Sabbath day and worship you as we ought to. Amen. 
the reading, the first reading, is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to chapter 2, verse 3, is Curtis. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves along the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seeds in it. They will be yours for food. And, all, and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in, their goal, in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on this day, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Thank you, Curtis, very much. Now, we're going to have a quiz. Uh, the Bible class are going to lead us in a quiz. So, hand it over to the Bible class. You'll be pleased to know that I'm actually here in person, as opposed to on the screen, um, which is good. No, there's Curtis up in the... He is here in person. There we go. I thought he was in um, virtual land. Um, we're going to have a quick quiz, and our theme for the service this morning was about creation. So, what I thought was... Um, We'll have a quiz about football, since you all like football, um, and we'll see what you know about football. We've got two people who are going to keep the score for us. Um, one of them is Amy, and the other is Curtis. And Curtis, is, they're going to keep score. Do you want to? You're keeping score. No. There's your board. Okay, try and keep it accurate. Now, um, we all know how this works because we have two teams and we always split down the middle. So, this team here and you're going to be united. So, do you want to write united on that? U N I T E D. Okay. And yes, don't worry, there'll be a few trans. If you want to transfer now, Billy, you can go for a fee. Um, this team on this side is going to be called City. That's C I T Y. What was your fee, Brian? Was it okay? So we've got United and we've got City. Brilliant. And whenever the wonderful person at the front holds the board up, you cheer. So, big cheer for United. Big cheer for City. I think City are going to win. Um, what did I do in questions? Okay, first question is for United. Um, any children here? 
not listen, no, you're young people. Uh, first question for United is, how do you score a goal in football? What have you to do? Last but not least, do you know? Put the ball in the net. That's exactly what I've written down. Very good. Very good. So that's one pop on goal. Provided you're not offside or it's an indirect free kick or something like that, I don't know. And this side here, um, your question is how many players are there in a football team? What do you say? Very good. 11. So they get a goal as well. Okay. Back over here. Yes, of course it's right. It's not five aside. Should have said that. And also should have said, no mobile phones. This is not Barry's quiz, okay? <laughs> no mobile phones. Forgot to say that as well. Okay. Team United. Which player wears gloves and can handle the ball? The goalkeeper. Very good. Very good. It's another point. Provided he's inside the box. Back over here. Okay. Which person on the field has a whistle? Usually wears black. So you said referee? Very good. Referee. They get a goal. There you go. Doing really well here. Um, Back to United. So what is it? Two? Oh, it's two all. Oh, good. Here we go. Um, football is described as a game of two what? What is that? Halves. Very good. Another point for United. So it's three two. And question for this side. Can you touch the ball with your head? Who said yes? Very good. You get a point. That's what's known as a head the ball. You can't head the ball. So it's so it's three all. We're doing very well. Okay. This is a question for the adults. Um, and it's about the FA Cup. Who won the 1923 FA Cup final? <laughs> Some of you here maybe remember it. I don't know. And it, Anybody take a guess? Sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Sorry? Well, sorry, no, there was a winner. It was Bolton Wanderers who beat West Ham 2 0. Okay, so it's Bolton Wanderers. So, no score for them, no, no score there. Right, your question also concerns the FA Cup final. Who won the FA Cup final in 1926? What? Good guess, but it's not correct. The answer is Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> we'll stick with the FA Cup because you're obviously struggling with this. Um, okay, 1931. Who won the FA Cup in 1931? <coughs> I think United are sorry. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Their luck ran out. It was West Bromwich Albion. Who beat Birmingham City 2-1? Now, we'll move to 1954. 
Who won the FA Cup in 1954? Sorry, who said that? Carl? I didn't know you were a West Brom fan. Okay, that's another point. That is correct. We'll give you a bonus point if you knew who the win, but who the beat, but it was Preston North End, 3-2. There you go. Now, who won the FA Cup in 1965? Now, I'll give you a clue. There was somebody who was meant to be in your team who should have known this, but they went to the other side. Very good, Barry. Barry's good in football. Very good. How did you know that? And over here, take how many goals have they? Six. Six, they're doing well. We'll skip to 1974. Who won the FA Cup in 1974? Very good. There's another point. And last but not least, there's one more team that we couldn't leave out. And um, I'm going to get the minister to help you here. Who won the FA Cup in 1948? Really good team. Very good, it was. I've been really very disappointed if you got that one wrong. And last but not least, your last question. Who won the FA Cup in 1977? Sorry? No, it wasn't. It was Man United. <laughs> and they beat Liverpool 2-1. That was probably the last time they beat Liverpool 2-1. There you go. What's the scores on the doors? What's the score? It says five. Well, it was meant to be one and five. That's very good. <laughs> You've got seven. Okay, so you're the winners. Do you think that, um, eight, do you think that quiz was fair? Wasn't? Oh dear, it wasn't. Um, if you notice, all you had to do to get the answers was listen. And in order to learn, whether you're in the Sunday club or the Bible class, or here this morning, all you have to do is listen. If you listen, you'll learn. And unfortunately, our ability to listen today has been decreased terribly by the impact of just so many forms of media. So it's something that we struggle with. Um, football, as we were correctly told, is about getting the ball in the back of the net. And I was thinking about what the goal was of Sunday Club Bible class. And I just said, it, it, it's about teaching young people values that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. And that's really the goal. And at this stage, I think we're going to have a wee prayer. And Mark has asked for all the leaders to come up to the front. Those who are involved in Sunday, come on, Rita. Anybody else? Barry. And Mark will say a prayer with us. Can we just give them a round of applause and encourage them, please? Because the work with our young people is of such value and such importance. And sometimes guys like this can fade into the background 
and we get on with church and they're working away hard in the background but we really do appreciate all that you do uh, throughout the year it's of tremendous value uh, to our young people but to our church as well so let me let me just pray for you and uh, father we just thank you for our leaders and lord we pray god that they would receive a well-earned rest lord over the summer that father that you would be with them that you would replenish the, the tiredness maybe that they feel, that you would replenish them spiritually and physically and mentally, that when they come back, Lord, in, in September, that they would be fired up, ready to go. We pray that your hand would be upon them, that your anointing would be upon what they do and what they say. And we pray, Lord, that, that you would bless everything uh, about the, uh, that's going on with our young people. Father, we just want to pray for our young people as well. As I've said earlier, they are a treasure to our church. And Lord, we want it to grow. We want it to flourish. Yes, we want them to learn the moral values that will stick with them the rest of our, their lives. And most of all, Lord, we want them to know Jesus Christ because he is our, our rock. He's the one that gives us those moral values and gives us that leadership. And Lord, we just pray, God, that you'd be with our young ones. Lord, help them, Father, because it's not easy being young. Father, it's difficult. There are many things that can distract them and tempt them away. And Father, we just pray that you'd encourage them, Father, that your hand would be upon them. And Lord, that we would see our young people begin to grow and flourish and become the leaders that you want them to be. And the witnesses that when they go and leave this place, even and get married or move away and connect in with another church, perhaps, Lord, somewhere else where they're living. Father, that they might be that shining witness because of what you have done and what the leaders have invested in their lives uh, in Ballycrocken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So we're going to stand and we're going to sing Praise Him on the Trumpet. So anybody's got a trumpet, get it out. <laughs>
Okay, now Amy McCormick is going to read Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through to 23. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. And if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank you. And uh, we're going to ask Anna McCormick, and she's going to pray for us now on the video. Let us pray. Dear God, we come before you today on this special Sunday in summer when we celebrate the work that is done with our children and young people. We pray, Lord, for this service this morning and ask you for your acceptance of all that we do. We thank you for the year that has passed when you have blessed us in many ways. We thank you for our friends and leaders. We thank you for Sunday Club, Bible Class and Youth Fellowship. We remember the many outings that Youth Fellowship have enjoyed during the year and the fun and learning experiences we have had. We pray, Lord, for safety in all that we do and we ask that you would help us to encourage other young people. We pray for our world when there is war and so many people who are in real need. We ask you to bless all our congregation, old and young alike. We thank you that we can come together this morning as an all-age family to worship you and enjoy your presence. We pray for the activities planned for the summer months and your help as we move forward. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Anna. So we're going to stand again and we're going to sing, If I Were a Butterfly. Does anybody know the actions of this? Do you want to come up and guide us in the actions? I know there's actions, isn't there, Amy? Isn't there? There is, isn't there? I don't know what they are. Okay, so I'm not going to make a fool of myself by pretending to be a butterfly. (laughs) Okay, so we'll stand and sing, If I Were a Butterfly.
Right, I'm going to come down uh, to the front a minute. Um, now, I've got a, a, a verse here. Um, there we go. And it's, and he himself, it's Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 12. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I'm sure many of us don't know what that means. <laughs> but basically what it means is that he's given us a church and he's given everyone who's following him at least one gift, and we're all to use our gifts for the building up of one another in the church. Not for the building up of ourselves. It's not a gift to use just for ourselves, but it's a, it's a gift that he gives us, and everybody has a role to play, and everybody has a job to do in the church, very much like a beehive. So we've been singing about creation today. I'm going to have we look at the bee, the insect, the bee, as one of God's incredible creations. So let me just have we look. Hold on. There we go. How amazing is the bee? And I want to look at what the bee can teach us. And we're going to start with up at the very top. The queen bee. Now, she's not very attractive looking. She's just not a bit like a monster. But the queen bee, her job in the hive, and there's only one queen bee that can fertilize the, the eggs, her job is to have lots of little bees, lots of eggs. And that's her job. Now, we'll go on, and there's so many different types of rules. There's the nurse bees. Now, do you know what the nurse bees are? The nurse bees, they have a job. They feed the queen because the more they feed the queen, the more eggs she lays, and that's her job. So that's their jobs as the nursing bees. They feed the queen, and they also run back and forth across the hive looking out for the little tiny baby bees, the little larvae. Their job is to feed the little baby bees. That's why they're called nurse bees, because they're always very busy looking after everybody else that needs to be fed. So, and then if you go on, then you can find out that there's security bees. Yeah, there's bouncers in the hive. And they, they go about the entrance of the hive, and each hive has its own smell. And so anybody that's coming from another hive and thinks, I'm going to get a wee bit of honey here, I'll disguise myself a wee bit, and I'll go in to this hive. The guard bees, the security bees, are there to stop them from getting in, to stop any intruders. So that's the guard bees as well. So then there's another bee, sanitizing specialists. They'd have been good during the pandemic, really. They're cleaning bees. If you go into a hive, which you never will, but if you ever look in a hive, the hives are spotless. They clean, they scrub, and they, have, they form the solution that varnishes everything. And before any little baby bees or any wee eggs are put in the cells in the honeycomb, before any of that happens, it all has to be scrubbed. It all has to be looked after. Any old dead bees, any old dead larvae, they take them out. They take it out of the hive to make sure that everything is just clean for the queen to lay her eggs. So that's the cleaning bees. So many different roles in the hive, and every single bee knows exactly what the role is. So let me have another one. 
Now, I've called these temperature bees. There's a lot of bees that do this because air conditioning is very important. Bees in the hive, they can only, from 90 to 97 degrees, the temperature must be between 90 degrees Fahrenheit and 97 degrees Fahrenheit. And so they, they've got on their antenna, they have this incredible ability to, to take the temperature to within half a degree of Fahrenheit. And so if it gets too hot, the little babies will die. If it gets too cold, the little babies will die. And so they have to keep the temperature between 90 and 97 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, if it's too cold in the winter, what they do is they all go, well, a lot of them will go and feed on honey. And they'll be sitting there, boys, they'll be stuffed, absolutely stuffed. But the more they feed on honey, the warmer their bodies get. So in the cold winters, they can heat up the whole hive by feeding all the bees lots of honey. Now, if it gets too hot in the summer, there's some bees that will go over to the nest where the wee babies are, and with their wings, they'll vibrate their wings to fan the nest. And there's some wee bees that'll go outside, and they'll go to places where they get water droplets, and they put them on themselves like wash themselves in the water droplets, and then they come back to the hive and they shake them off, and with incredibly vigorous vibrating of their wings, the water will go spraying all over the hive and will cool the whole hive down. Isn't it just amazing what God has put in these bees? Now, let me, let me see. The next one, he's an engineer. Sorry, this should be the next. Engineer bees, engineer bees. Now, engineer bees, their job is to produce the beeswax and to design and to build honeycomb, make the honeycomb bigger and bigger and bigger and work on the hive. They're really industrious, hardworking little bees. And then finally, there's bee scouts. Now, I like the bee scouts the best. They leave the hive and they go out looking for nectar. And when they find some nectar in a flower, and, oh, this is lovely, this is brilliant. They don't keep it to themselves. They rush back to the hive. They fly the whole way back to the hive. And when they get into the hive, they start to do a dance. <laughs> they do. They start to dance. And they do a particular dance in the direction of where the nectar is. So they're busy dancing. This is the way we have to go. And the length of the dance, the, the other bees are able to tell how far, how distant the nectar is. So the little bees then will all gather around and go, wow, we're going out for nectar. So they'll drink just enough honey, not too much because they don't want to waste it, just enough fuel to get them there and get them back again. Isn't it amazing, really, what a remarkable thing the insect bee is? And I think the question is, who told the bee to do what it does? God does. And who locked them into this? It's a pattern of behavior. It's a pattern of behavior we call instinct. So they're locked in to what their God created them to do. They don't have a choice. Can you imagine in a beehive if a worker bee goes, hey, I'm not doing that today. I did that yesterday. Or another bee went, I'm not going out there today. I'm staying in. It wouldn't work. But the hive works incredibly well because everybody knows exactly what their gift is, exactly what their role is, and they do it for the queen. 
And similar to that, we do, what's what we do in church is we've all got gifts that God has given to us and we can use them. And it doesn't matter whether you think they're a small gift or a large gift, whether they're recognized at the front or whether they're looking after people, cups of tea and different things and hospitality. All are of extra value. They're tremendous value. And if we all do what God has given us and asked us to do, then we'll operate like the beehive. Um, the thing is, God didn't lock a plan into our lives. God didn't put instinct into our lives. So we have what we call as free will. So we can have the free will to actually choose to follow Jesus Christ or not to choose to follow Jesus Christ. Or if we're Christians, we have the free will to serve Christ or to serve ourselves. And it's that free will that gets us into all sorts of problems and difficulties in life. But uh, Jesus tells us that by his strength and by his power, we can be the person that he wants us to be. He can live in and through us and, and, and guide us and be our captain and direct us. Now, I think it's time for me to introduce you to this wee man here. This is Blaze the Bee. Now, Blaze the Bee is a new member of Ballycrocken Presbyterian Church. He signed that wee card connected and he's now a member of Ballycrocken Presbyterian Church. In fact, a bee, one of these bees called Blaze, has been sent to every Presbyterian church in Ireland. And the idea is for the little bee to help teach the children what global mission is about, what mission not just on our doorstep, but the mission goes above and beyond and throughout the world and what God is doing throughout the world. And I think little Blaze, I think he's a scout bee, you know, just like the scout goes out to look for nectar. Little Blaze's, his aim is, over this summer, is to go out into different places and to find out what God is doing in different places all over the world. And, uh, and, to, and to come back and to be able to say, this is what God is doing in Majorca. This is what God is doing in the south of Ireland. This is what God is doing in California or wherever. So the idea is that we, I've got a journal here. We took him to Avoca. So let me just give you an example. Let me see. Oh, there we go. That's our wee cabin down in Avoca that we were in last week. And uh, Blaze, he begins his journal. There he is sitting there. He's got a journal, you see. And what you put in the journal is when you were there, the date, and where you were. And you start to record, just like an ordinary journal, where Blaze, take Blaze around with you throughout the day. And there we are. We were at the meeting of the waters there. You'd see Blaze. Uh, that's in the heart of Avoca. And then you have, let me see. Yes, we went to Glendalough, and there was a lovely monastic site. We actually saw a real live monk walk past us. And uh, there's Beatrice at the bottom right hand side. 
And that's, that's the idea. And we went to a place called Beyond the Trees. That was at Avondale Forest Park. It's like Tullymore Forest Park. But in the last couple of uh, years, they've put in 19 million pounds and they've built like a massive big, it's like a big bridge, a big walkway that takes you on a walk above the trees. And eventually there's a, like a, a helter-skelter which leads you into the sky to look all over County Wicklow. So that's, that's what we were doing. And um, yeah, so what I'm asking you to do over the summer, if you would like to take Blaze, I know Karen Cardi's taken Blaze to on a Mediterranean cruise. I'm going to try and hide in his suitcase so I can come too. But she's taken him on a Mediterranean cruise on the 8th. And if you would like to take Blaze away with you on holiday, even for a day trip or a weekend, there's a, a list at the back if you put your name down, if you put down um, when you're leaving and when you're coming back so that we can try. The idea is to, to fill this book, and we've got little photographs and little things about what we did there in the journal. And the idea is that be, by the end of the summer, even by the end of September, maybe Tom will take, take him to Peru. <laughs> and by the end of September... Uh, we'll have this book filled of all the different places that Blaise has been and finding out what God is doing all across the nations. So that is the idea of it. So please do, I left a pen and a sheet out there, please do take part. The more people that take part, uh, the more fun it will be and the more information we'll get back about what God is doing in different parts of the land. Okay, let me just pray every minute. Father, we just we thank you, God, that Lord, when we think of when we think of the book of Acts, Lord, we and, and we can read about so many like Paul and Barnabas and Peter and the disciples and go crossing the seas and into different lands and bringing the gospel to so many people. We think, wow, that's amazing. But Lord, we forget that that's still going on that many people are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world to the most remote areas in our world. Um, and Father, we thank you that that is still going on and that your gospel is still the power of God unto salvation. Lord, it's still as effective as it was 2,000 years ago. And Lord, we pray, God, that we'll all be a part of this, that we'll get excited about it. And, uh, and God, that we will learn from it in Jesus' name. Amen. So come September or to, uh, maybe towards the end of September, we can even have put some slides on with a wee bit of music and let you see just where Blaze has been uh, the whole summer. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to finish now with uh, You're the Word of God, the Father. That's our final praise. Thank you.
thank you and a big thank you for the young people and the leaders today that were uh, involved in our service. Let's just say the benediction. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.